Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. And for a limited time, we have a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and private Facebook group. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today we're going to be talking about coronavirus self-care and how to look after our internal world during these challenging times. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's always a pleasure to be with you again and to talk about a subject that seems to be front of mind uh, for all of us. Yeah, continuing unusual times. There are all kinds of different ways that we're being impacted by this social distancing and the stringent rules in place. Many are feeling cut off from loved ones or emotional support or deprived of the diversion of work and entertainment. And when such challenges present themselves, we have two choices to either react or respond, which is huge because reacting means we affirm our objections. We get completely caught up, snagged on what we miss what makes us feel uncomfortable about the situation. And in, there's an example of that happening right now in the United States where people are just, uh, and in the state that I live in, they're just so irritated that they can't do the things that they want to do right now that they're um, assembling even when we're not supposed to be gathering in groups because they want to be able to do what they want to be able to do. And of course, on the other side of that is responding. And responding means we do the best we can from where we are with what we have. And this is truly the option where we suffer less. It is, yeah. But we need to constantly remind ourselves. We need to, to look at ourselves. Am I reacting? Am I responding? It's so easy for us to get fired up. And the mind, when it's discontent, has that magnetic tendency where it just sticks on, you know. I don't like this. I'm like, yeah, and this, and this. Right. If you partner up with somebody else and do it, then you just get into this reactive kind of mental tennis where you fire each other up. So really important to look. How are we reacting? Are we reacting? Are we responding? And really, I think it's a daily or even hourly thing where we need to review, am I doing the best I can for myself today or in this moment? Because we're going to have moments where we feel really quite strange. And before we started recording, Shen, I was sharing with you that I'm missing some friends, missing a hug, missing a laugh, missing sitting, you know, physically with some of the people in my life. And it's a little heart sore thing to think about, but also really happy that we're all doing what we need to do and everyone's staying as safe as possible. So bringing it round to the bigger picture really important to check in on ourselves. How am I doing today? Am I reacting? Am I focusing on what I miss, focusing on what doesn't work for me with this? Or 
am I responding and doing the best I can in an admittedly really difficult situation? It's a challenging time for all of us. Mm-hmm. And we, we all go through life thinking that our view of what's happening is reality, but it isn't. Our thoughts and feelings are shaped by past trauma, the intrusive opinions of others, negative beliefs inherited or adopted. And this is how we form the lens through which we view the world and its events. It's not plain glass. It's not a true, clear reflection of what's happening. And Ayurveda teaches us that mental peace begins when we understand this and start working with it, and that it's healthy to look at our reactions, our feelings, and our habits. And this is something that you and I have been practicing for quite some time. And we have a good laugh about some of the stuff that comes up because it's, you know, whose is that anyway, this absurd thought or this thing that comes up or the wh- whatever is, is happening and to just kind of allow it to flow, allow it to come up, allow it to dissipate and understand that, well, this is a lot for all of us. Yeah. And so if we understand this, if we understand, okay, let's look at this and what can we learn from this and where is this coming from? Be a little bit more of a detective, I guess, during difficult times. Definitely, yeah. Self-detecting, self-examining is the recommendation of Ayurveda. And it doesn't mean that we're bulletproof. It doesn't mean that we won't feel sad or anxious, or concerned for loved ones, concerned for family members that are on the front line. It doesn't mean we don't feel those things. It means we look at how we're responding to those things. You know, somebody said to me the other day, I just feel so tearful and I don't even know why. And we had a chat and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Better to cry, better to let the tears out. Don't hold them back. We don't have to know why. We just have to be able to say, I feel like this and just be with it. Mm-hmm. We're so adverse in the West to being with how we feel unless it's really happy. Unless we feel satisfied and and feel like we're getting what we want and what we need, which we seldom are, (laughs) really. Right. So then we go to frustration. But even that's okay. So say I feel frustrated. I feel really frustrated today. I feel frustrated. A neighbor said to me the other day, you know, by now I was going to visit my son here and we were going to have a holiday there. We just kind of looked at each other and, and nodded. Yeah. Yeah. My mother's had to cancel her lovely holiday that she had planned. There's going to be weddings and all kinds of things cancelled, meetups cancelled. And it's okay to have a little grief and a little frustration or whatever our nature is, how we respond to those things. But to look, what am I doing in response? And if we're picking up a phone and spending hours scrolling on Facebook, that's not a helpful response. If we're turning to alcohol or other diversion tactics, then what we're trying to do is gloss it over, kind of bury the feelings. Right. That's not helpful to us. Feelings are fine. It's how we respond. And that's where the power of self-care during difficult times is so incredibly essential. We cope much better with everything and anything that comes at us when we take care of ourselves. Yeah, I find it helpful to think about what shape do I want to be in when this passes? And we don't know when it's going to pass. We don't have a sell-by date. What shape am I going to be in on May 16th? All I know is that if I remember to prioritize the things I like to do early in the day that give me purpose, 
stability, peace. If I make sure those things are in place, then I know that I'll be coming out of it feeling content with myself, fairly content as best I can be. But I've done the best I can during a difficult time. But if I'm just letting the days roll by without committing to the things that I hold dear, the things that I value, then I know that I will feel that I've wasted an opportunity, wasted time that I can't get back. So really helpful to have some you know, self-care, self-reflection in place, not to put pressure on ourselves. We don't have to learn a second language. No. We don't have to take an exam unless it's something we really feel valuing and that we really want to do it, but not pressure because the energy at this time is quite, um, it's quite sticky. Many of us are feeling very, very tired right now. So it's not a time to push ourselves. I also find that it's a bit manic as well. Yeah. The energy. And this is where we need to cultivate immunity, both physically and mentally. Our minds need protection from incoming information that can trigger stress and anxiety. And we need to be really vigilant about how we care for ourselves all the way around. And if you start to feel up and down, know that you're not alone and know that there are things that you can do to help yourself really. Uh, kind of chill out, balance out. I know I've been taking a lot more naps. I'm a regular nap taker anyway, but if I start to feel smashed, I'm going to go lay down, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes. Mental immunity or, or resilience means focusing on caring for ourselves from the inside out. It means committing to active self-care morning and evening. Mm. That's why we start the day with quiet reflection to set ourselves up for the day. That's why we move through the day, listening to our body, staying hydrated, eating as clean as we can, really listening. What does my body need? And then at the end of the day, counting your blessings and, and following a, a sleep routine to help you get a good night's rest every day, continuing to practice, continuing self-care. Yeah. And how we look at the days really makes a difference. You know, if we see it as constraining, that doesn't feel the same in our body and in our mind to saying we're staying safe at home. Mm -hmm. Constraint is in the word. You feel it, that kind of restriction, that loss of freedom, but staying safe at home or sheltering at home, whatever words we want to use that put a more comfortable outlook on it, that changes how we respond. It's something that I learned, and I did learn it the hard way. Um, when I was living with chronic illness, I was pretty much housebound unless I had assistance for over 10 years, uh, sometimes really physically restricted. Um, there was a period of time where I was in bed. I was just in bed for months. And I found that my mind was spinning. My mind would spin out. with, And the second there was a, just an ounce of physical strength, my mind would be on it and trying to squeeze out of it more than I had. The mind tends to spin out. And it tends to make uh, a bigger expectation than we can often step up to. So one thing I learned after quite a while of finding ways of dealing with this, not knowing if I'd get better, not knowing what my future looked like with my physical health. I read one day this quote from Ralph Blom, who wrote The Book of Runes. And it says, when fishermen can't go to sea, they repair their nets. And that really had a profound impact on me because the mind will say, 
I can't go to see. I can't go to see. The mind will keep looking at what it can't do. But if we bring it down to what we can do, mm-hmm. what can we do right now? And that quote that you said earlier, Shan, where we are with what we have. Mm. Not looking for anything extra to bring in. No stuff coming in, just, okay, what can I do today? How can I take that saying, that quote, to heart? How can I do what I can do to look after myself, look after my immunity, look after my emotional health? You know, what's the quality of my hydration? In Ayurvedic medicine, it's not just what we eat, it's how we eat. Are we grabbing a sandwich stressed out or are we sitting and eating something? nourishing and eating it with gratitude and eating it with the loved ones that we have around us. It's not just what we're doing, it's how we're doing it. You also have a member of your family who has lived the 12-step process for many years. You told me how they draw peace from the serenity prayer. That's a, a prayer that I grew up knowing as well. And it's incredibly powerful. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, a world of peace. So incredibly intelligent that to sit with that and to look at that and to let it in. Yeah. Yeah, I have a very uh, dear uncle. We don't see so much of each other, but we're writing back and forth at the moment. And uh, he had a big influence on me growing up a big fan of George Harrison and I used to enjoy listening to George Harrison's music with him and imbibing his spiritual outlook and he's currently living with a serious medical diagnosis and he's peaceful and he wrote to me last week and said however this plays out I want you to know I'm not frightened Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking what a blessing oh yeah is that when we can be accepting and unafraid. And it doesn't mean that there's any lack in us if we don't feel like that. I'm just acknowledging his process and how that works for him with respect. I respect him for it. Oh, yeah. Well, these are the kind of people, you know, the people like your uncle that we need to know. We need to know how they do that. Yeah. We need to spend time either in conversation or reading or listening to audiobooks or podcasts or whatever we can to get lifted up and learn because that is a blessing that he is in, in a place of acceptance and peace. Does it get any better than that? No, it's, it's real God. Mm. And I've watched him over the years handle his own challenges in service. He's been on call for many years to help others who've been through similar challenges to him. And he's a good example. Mm-hmm. Good example of somebody that's walking what he believes, acting in what he believes. And I think we really do need to learn from those people. You know, whether they're close to us, people we know, or as you said, authors, speakers, whoever we can, we can listen to and learn from. And that's been of great benefit to me in my life. Mm-hmm. If I want to know how to do something, I like to listen to somebody who knows. Right. If I want to deepen my meditation, I want to learn from somebody who goes deep in meditation. How do they do it? Sure. What's their process? And very often when we explore, there's a lot more humanity and struggle in there than we give ourselves credit for realizing. You know, we look at our own struggle, we look at our own failings. But when you talk to others about their practices, you'll see that's the human experience. 
the struggles aren't unique to us. So that's also really helpful. And what I've learned is it's the keeping on. Yeah. Somebody in a lecture I was listening to a few months ago said something that really hit home for me. And he defined commitment as meaning recommitment. Not that we commit once and it's set in stone and it's going to hold, but that we need to recommit every day. So recommit to our self-care, recommit to whatever we're doing to help ourselves get through anxiety. If we have a bad day, we have a bad day. They're going to come. We don't need to beat ourselves for it. They're going to come. So we recommit daily, hourly. What can I do to help myself get through this and feel a bit more steady? The storms are going to come. That's, that's how it is. But we don't need to add to our suffering by being harsh to ourselves over it. This is a really challenging time. And as you said earlier, Shan, for those that are sensitive and empathetic, which will be many of our listeners, we're picking stuff up. We're picking up other people's fear and anxiety and even loss, and that's going to affect us too. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very soft and very committed to what we know helps us get by. And after the break, we're going to discuss how to clear triggers with EFT tapping. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been several times in my life where I've needed extra support, and I really wish I'd had the option for online counseling. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling offering done securely online, and their service is available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can get the support you need to start living a happier life today. And there's a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners where you can get 10% off your first month of counseling at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. As we wrap up our podcast today, one of the things that we wanted to be sure to bring forward is how you can clear triggers with EFT tapping. And one way to keep mentally calm and resourceful during this time is to have some techniques in place that help you shake off the news and shake off the stories that will inevitably spark some anxiety. And that's where EFT comes in. That's where tapping comes in. Yeah, there's a very simple way to do this. And it begins with noticing. If you find yourself feeling rising anxiety or feeling some discomfort to just stop, just pause, take a deep breath and just have a think about what you think just impacted you. It might be a story you've heard, a conversation you've had, something you've read or seen on the news. And just to pause and get the EFT tapping diagram if you're not familiar with the points, which you can find at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. And you just take a deep breath and tap through the points in sequence. You tap on each point about seven to 10 times and repeat. And you just focus on even though I feel triggered, something's triggered me and I feel uncomfortable. Because it's there in your body, because you're feeling the sensations, you don't need to get too complex about it. Just get the points, take a deep breath, 
and tap them through and allow yourself to feel more calm and more collected before you continue with your day. It's really helpful to respond to triggers before they accumulate and can fire off an anxiety attack. We created a couple of tapping setup statements as well that you can read through or create your own. Even though the news is dire and I'm triggered by what I've been hearing, I love and accept myself. Or even though I'm scared of losing my job while in lockdown, I love and accept myself. We have several additional tapping resources in our show notes today because we've been covering the coronavirus and doing guided tapping sessions and making things available to you the best way we know how so you can find those in today's show notes. You can also support yourself with positive affirmations. And positive affirmations are phrases or mantras that you repeat to yourself which describe a specific outcome or who you want to be in a given moment. For instance, I am healthy. I am safe. All is well in my body. This pandemic will pass. This too shall pass. You can create your own affirmations, just positive statements just like that that you can repeat and that will bring you some calm and, and sweetness as you're caring for yourself the best way you know how during this difficult time. Cultivating inner peace is everything. Anxiety is such a big issue that we sometimes forget the power of the little things. Little things like your breath, meditation, and other different ways you can relax. Yet small though they are, the difference these little things can make in managing stress and anxiety is huge. You're invited to join us for 30 days of calming self-care at a special price for support during these challenging days. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com and look for small steps to big change. You can also visit anxietyslayer.com and look for the promotional ad that's on our main page. We wanted to put this together for you and make it very affordable at under $1 per day. We hope you'll join us if you need some extra care. And we look forward to coming back next week and supporting you in any way we can.